Wearing It with Painter and Rico, episode 10. Our special guest tonight is David Mogg. Moggy, welcome. Thanks for having me. No problems at all. We're going to start off, aren't we, Painter? We've had a little conversation and we're going to mention Grantley Dix. First off, can I put a record straight? When he got sent off against the Rovers, he always blamed me because he said I threw the ball out too far. Secondly, he let the ball go under his foot. After the game, I did go looking for him. Couldn't find him anywhere, apart from I noticed the toilet door in the dressing room was closed. I pushed it, he was sat on the toilet. I didn't throw any punches, but I ripped into him like I'd never done before. And I expected him to fly off the toilet and for us to end up in the bath. You probably hadn't finished on the toilet. But he did move. No? I will say, later on that night though, we did go to a pub in Tottenham, we had a few beers, a few of the city let, uh, supporters walked in, gave us loads of stick, obviously, because we got beat 5-0. And then later on in the night, he was on about packing the game in. I did have him, by the throat, up against the wall, round the corner from the pub, and told him to sort himself out. <laughs> That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Okay? No, no problems at all. He, um, yeah, he, um, he, he called you four eyes an awful lot, didn't he? All the time. He used to bark his orders. I only ever had two roommates when I played at Bath. I had Keith Brown for a few years and Grantley, the cage fighter. I couldn't, you couldn't get two different characters. Reggie, as we all knew Keith, was as quiet as a mouse. I had to convince him once when we stayed in a hotel in Bangor that it wasn't going to cost us any extra to turn the heating on. <laughs> All right? Because everybody knows he's a bit thrifty with his money. Grantly on the other hand, well, if you've got an hour's sleep in a room with him, you're very lucky. With what, what? Talking? Snoring? Oh, I'll tell you the Stoke City story later on, but honestly, it was a, a whole episode of, we played Stoke in the Cup, and you would not believe from when we went bowling, when we went back to the room, to the next morning, to the game. It was just like, you couldn't write it. Yeah, we, 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 we come across that. So, Dave, you've, you've been about a long time. England schoolboy international, you know. Um, Ricky Chander, did he play in the same Yeah, there were great days. We had three of us at the time. Um, we had a good Bristol boys side and we, were, we did fancy ourselves winning uh, the English schools trophy at one time. Payne, you played at Bristol Boys at one time, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we had the likes of Jeff Meacham as well, who played with us. Um, and there was me, Ricky, and a lad called Ian White, who went for trials. Uh, I got in the squad initially, Ricky didn't. Chalky fell at a final hurdle. I was in the squad for all of the season, and then somebody got injured, and Rick came into the squad. And um, I think... Um, the second or third game we played Scotland at Wembley, Ricky hit a crossbar at header. Um, but it was the time when one te- one game was televised in the year, and I played three or four previous games. Um, I get and then at the game against the Germans, and I got left out because the kid who played the year before was also available for the year after, and they thought his experience would uh, would. Um, benefit the team they lost 2-1 he played crap um, Ricky played and I sat on the bench gutted yeah 
Well, you've got a great memory, Dave, I've got to be honest, because me and Painter, we can't remember what happened yesterday, can we? I've got to be honest, though, I went to a game, it was an England game, it was at Old Trafford. Did you play Old Trafford yes. for England scoreboard? Because yeah. Ricky played at Old Trafford. Yeah. Never said, we went up in the in the car with Ted, Ricky's dad, yeah. lovely bloke, and we, we were out there watching the game, England, Gascoigne, I think it's against South Africa, the random games, we got tickets, we went out there and we're... Ricky never said nothing about playing at Old Trafford for England schoolboys. So we're sat in the stand, and then Ted looked at him and he went, which end did you score at, Rick, when you played there? Yeah. I went, what? He never mentioned it once in the car at, we're sat in the stand. Can you imagine if that was me? He scored it, he scored <laughs> All we, the way up, I've been telling the we story. We played Scotland, we, we played Scotland, we won 1-0, uh, Ricky scored at a Stratford end, and, um, yeah, it's funny how he never mentions it. It's all right. Were you playing with um, the little centre forward for Tottenham, Paul, is it Walsh? Walsh. Paul Walsh. I played with Paul Walsh in the England youth side. In the youth side, yeah. Terry Gibson played as well. Remember that dude we were at? Yeah. We went to a PFA dude, didn't we? All yeah. the bath lads out there. Yeah. <laughs> we seen Paul Walsh, didn't we? <laughs> he was in nightclub, wasn't he? <laughs> he went, remember me? You had your glasses on, didn't you? Yeah. And he went, no. <laughs> so he lifted his glasses, he went, hoggy. <laughs> So, did the England schoolboys lead to the city? Yeah, I, I already knew, and Ricky knew, well, I think we all knew, that there was about, they took on about six or seven of us from school. Yeah. Um, we were offered contracts, literally, before we left school. Yeah. Um, and that was like a two and a half, a, a, mine was a seven month apprenticeship, two and a half year contract. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, happy day. It was a great time to be at the club as Who's well. Who was manager? Alan Dix, yeah. because uh, obviously the club, as w when we were th well, 14 years old, they just got promoted to the first division, and it was it was just brilliant time to be at the football club. Did he get sacked not long after you were there? Um, he got sacked, um, yeah, probably a year and a half into my pro contract. Because I reckon, um, when I was watching down there years ago, that's probably one of the best terrorist shouts ever, isn't it? The supporters shouting, Dix out, Dix out. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. I liked him. I I, I was actually gutted when he got sacked because yeah. I thought somewhere on the line he might give you an opportunity. Um, obviously, uh, I think it was. Yeah, there was obviously Ray Cashley, John Shaw were in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, I trained with Bondi when he was a kid as well. But Len was a great influence on me as a ki as a kid. That's a good bad influence. No, not, not at that point. Um, I hadn't discovered pills with the top off at that point with them. Um, but yeah, we I mean many session then. Obviously, Mike Gibson was a massive influence. Trained, you know, still see Mike to this day. Great, great guy. Yeah, and everyone's got good words to say about him, don't they, Mike? Yeah, he's a Bristol City yeah. a Bristol legend. Yeah, yeah. Sid Glass. Was Ken Wimsor's assistant then? Yeah, Wimsor well? was there. Yeah, and, I got to know um, Ken very well over the years, lovely play. He was, um, let's put it this way, we played a game at North, uh, up Wichert's once against Northampton, and I had a pair of purple tracksuit bombers on. Big we, in. We won 1-0, <laughs> and at half time, he ripped into me, and called me, he, in his Geordie accent, you look like a, a ballerina. Oh, that was it, and I right up. And there was another time when we were still at school, and we were due to go somewhere to game, and the game got called off. And he said, right, everybody out sweeping the terraces. And I went mental. 
I said, I don't know, come down here to learn to be a footballer. Well, no doubt he had me in the office, read me the right act, and within about half hour I was out sweeping terraces. <laughs> but that was the thing then, in the, yeah, the yeah. generations, wasn't it? Because that's what they'd done, wasn't it? Yeah. You see the old pictures of the famous yeah, yeah, players yeah. out there. Kids you know? now, they ain't got a clue what's well, all about, what kind of brain. Then. You can't do it with the scholars anymore. No. no. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Character building, they say. So, play for England youth as well? Yeah, um, got called up for an international tournament in Yugoslavia. Uh, Hungary, Germany, Poland, and Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia, I think. Ladra Mitsvich was the other goalkeeper. Um, Gary Mamba was in it. Um, Terry Gibson, Paul Allen, Paul Walsh. We can't drop names. Like uh, Did you get your autobiography <laughs> last night and start <laughs> reading up on it? And uh, Colin Pates was another one, so I played at Arsenal, Chelsea. Some good old um, names there, Dave. And then, I, well, the two, needless to say, the two games I played in, we beat Hungary 2 0 and drew 1 1 with the Germans, and I saved the penalty. The other two games they lost. Biggity cat. So, got released by City? Yeah, as a gutter, uh, to be honest. I I found professional football a real eye opener. I, I I should have reacted better. It's nobody else's fault but mine. Um, the likes of when you had the likes of Sweeney and Gowie and really strong characters ripping into you day in day out. Do you know what though? That echoes what Tanner was saying. I found it. I found it real difficult mm. because I really needed somebody. I really needed a mentor. I think who who'd been through it all. Stickers are around me, so take no notice of them, and just be yourself. Because I, I went very insular, and I, it really did knock my confidence for a bit. Um, plus the fact also at that time, um, my eyesight went. That's <laughs> great for a goal, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Which, yeah, I was 16. Yeah, right? That's right. My eyesight went, and I had to start wearing contact lenses. And there was this big stigma about wearing contact lenses at the time, and it wasn't until. Um, Alan Dix got the sack and Bob Anker took over with Roy Hodgson and I, they fixed me up with a season in the Premier League in Sweden that I went to play and I know like, there were so many players wearing contact lenses it was it was scary but for that period of time it really really knocked my confidence yeah um, I came back from there um, went back to the city had to find a job but went back to the city training um, and the Roy, Roy had taken over because Edward got a sack by then. He was the worst manager ever. Who was that then? Bob Hagen. Bob Hagen. just not a nice man no. at all. Um, Roy was a totally different kettle of fish. Gentlemen, what you see now is what you get. Um, I re-signed and then after that Cooper came in, Terry Cooper came in, said he wanted to keep everybody but then at least five or six of us. I ended up playing for Abertonians in the summers at Senior League. Jeff Evans turned up in my house once. And, um, you know, i got to say, what a great, you know, Derek Jones, Brian Burden, Andy Franklin, what a great eye over it was playing for them. Yeah, lo good local lads and, you know, hearts in football and, yeah, true football people. Yeah, they were. And, you know, first, and Jeff Mead, Jeff Meacham played as well. Um, story has it that, the first night we played at Imperial Ground and uh, went in the bar afterwards and he said, What do you want? I said, Orange and Lemonade, please. About four black fours later, 
I was on the floor. <laughs> I've never drunk in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a similar yeah. thing with me and Poms. You know, when when he signed for Bath, you know, we gone to the bar. What do you want to drink? He said, I'll have an orange juice and lemonade, please. And I just turned around to him and said, I don't buy orange juice and lemonade. <laughs> and good pass for the rest yeah. of our lives, really. Yeah. So, Longwell Green Abertonians, talk to us about some non-league stuff. Well, I played I, I played there every three months. We got to the Gloucester Cup final, which we lost to Embry 2-1. And then, um, I'm not sure when Bobby Jones contacted me about going to Bath. And um, at the time, I believe Mike Cooper was there as well. Yeah. Um, and we obviously were vying for a contract. And Bob decided to sign me. And, um, you know, the next 10 years, well, 10 years of my playing career were, you know, obviously at Bath. Great times. Yeah, go on then. Enlarge on that then. Give us a little story. Where do you want to start? I mean, I remember the first game I played was at home to Telford. We drew 0-0 on Saturday. And it was proper football. Do you know what I mean? And then the next game, I think we played Wilson at home in the Bob Lord Trophy. You have read that book last night. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can remember. I not have a clue. Right. And, then first beat, game. and we lost 1-0 on it. I think it was in extra time. But, you know, Wilson were all... I think it was one and only time Wilson ever beat us. Yeah. And all the time we played for Bath. It must have been a lot of the players there as well, didn't we? It was quite a lot. Well, because I went there, didn't I? I knew like you. Yeah, but at the time, you know, like we had um, Jeff Merrick. Yeah. Jeff Merrick did pre-season. Brian McNeil did pre-season. If I remember rightly, Sean Penny was there. Yeah. Um, all lads that I played with at the city. Obviously, there was a mix of Rover, ex-Rovers as well. Um, and obviously, there was the likes of yourself. Um, Haney came along later. Pete Hayes was there. Barry Thompson, you know, and it was, it was a real eye-opener, it was just great. It'd be, I, I was lucky, I think, that my dad had played for Bath City as understudy at Tony Book in Eva Farland many years before, and so we went over and watched games, night games over there, and I remember going into the ground thinking, you know, even as a kid, this is a proper football ground, this is like yeah. Sydney Rovers. Yeah. And that's, that's how I always remembered it. So, you know, I wasn't stepping into the unknown, was I? No, but it, it's obviously you've got released by, by the city, you've had a little bit long or green, and, and, but the camaraderie was always there at Bath, wasn't it? Oh, brilliant. But in all fairness to you, Tony, a lot of that was down to you. I always, I, I've read several different sportsmen's books, I read people writing about Tony Adams. I always liken you to Tony Adams. Yeah, I do as well. Not, yeah. not necessarily from the football You're aspect. ugly. <laughs> but, you know, like, you were, you were, you were, you were without shadow of a doubt, the glue that got all that together. You know, it was nights out, training, all of it. You know, it was just, you know, weeks away. It was all down to the fact that you, obviously you had Pons as your right-hand man, your sidekick as well. But you were the glue that held that together. And if you read stories about, you know, um, was his name Ray Parler and um, yeah. Adams and stuff like that, 
it, it, there are a lot of similarities. Yeah, we've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but it was just the way it was. You know, I, I had that it clan down. Um, to a certain extent, I had it in peace then when I was a kid, and and the, it was all about team spirit. And every team, if they've got team spirit, they won't be successful. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I learned that from a from a very young age. But it's not about me. It's about it's about you. So talk us talk us through tours at Bassey. Um. It's wow. Torquay in the early days. Yeah, but you, we had a couple of weekends in Torquay, didn't we? Where um, a couple of things went on. Um, <laughs> the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember somebody walking in very late one night, took their shoes off, and uh, we were waiting at the top of the stairs. Somebody took their shoes off to try and come up. Like they were easy to take take them off and then shiny slip-ons. You can even buy important. The other thing that comes to mind, obviously, is... Um, Nobody in this room, is it? <laughs> coming back one night with um, Ricky and Singy. Singy had his leg in plaster. That was me as well, in that bedroom. This when is Ricky. Police, when the police turned out. Yeah. Were you in there as well? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. When the police turned out, he must have been under a bed. Ricky, Ricky Chandler, Dave Singleton. Yeah, it was me. We and we were upstairs. And Singy climbed out the window, <laughs> yeah. and he was um, having a wee down next door's chimney yeah. pot. Next thing <laughs> you know, you hear, oh, there's the cops outside. And he climbs back in, and he caught his arm. Remember, on the window? Yeah. And it was pristine red sheets, weren't there, in the bed. And all you could hear was, oh, the arm, the arm. And also there was a bang, bang, bang on the door. And we thought it was the guy who okay. ran the guest house. Yeah. And we said, who is it? He said, it's the police, open up. And Sting walked in. What, we were taking a Don't stand so close and to me. And this girl, the copper walked in, all suited and booted. And went, right, which one of you lot was that? And you pointed. Yeah. He went, <laughs> you went like that, Mom. Went, which, which one of you was on the roof? I said, don't worry, talk about me. He said, if you don't tell me, you were being a souls all night. We went in! <laughs> Pointing at Singy. Pointing at Singy by the window. Only Moggy done that. So anyway, <laughs> Copper went like being yourself and buggered off. Next thing you know, Singy's out, lights on. Well, honestly, you, you've never seen so much blood in a bed in all your life. <laughs> From a little cut on his arm. Mm. Oh, he, he was a character, Singy. Um, yeah, and we can tell many, many <laughs> stories about him. Um, he had a serious side, but he uh, he was a good laugh. He was yeah, he had a serious side, but when he seemed to come a football, he was like, like everybody battery, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, like oh. I remember being on the coach and um, he stripped off bollock naked once. Then he, oh. Joe Bobby Jones said, "Right, we're stopped at the services," and he said, "Right, ties on, lads." So we all put our ties and jackets on. <laughs> Next thing you know, seeing he's walking down with just overcoat on, said, "You did say ties, Bob, didn't you?" But Turner to remain, all he got is his. Ty wrapped around his torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, as a player, he would have suited this game now, wouldn't he? The modern game. I mean, because he worked his socks off, didn't he? Yeah, but he wouldn't fit in as a character, would he? That's the thing. They're yeah. like robots now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about his work rate and how you know he ran a channel, he'd be up front, he'd bounce off people, he'd annoy people, yeah. and he just oh, he he's like a Vardy, really. He was a yeah. yeah, he was a he was a non-league Vardy. He was yeah. a nose. He's PC, scored yeah. his goals, yeah. got in people's faces, 
Yeah, when they're um, skillful, but he give you a hundred percent every game the same. Yeah. Didn't he? There was also a time when he got on the coat, managed to get himself in a coat rack. Remember? Yeah, that? in a luggage rack above. And Mike Lyons is counting the numbers yeah. on the coat for so one short. All of a sudden, the arm come out. Tell your cat, tell your cat to see, and see he's giving him a wanker or something. And going, here I am. Here yeah. I am. Anyway, we talking about modern day footballers and you know Dave Singleton would be quite effective in today's game you were with your feet you would have been made for the yeah. modern game and the, the goalkeepers passing out and receiving and, and making it play you know we played in you know we used you to great effect in the sixes didn't we you know along with green and mm-hmm. um, you know it came from sixes and uh, you know yeah you had a great pair of feet, left and right foot. Well, I've got my dad to thank for that. He used to take us down to park when we were kids, and basically, you know, he used to practice and practice. Yeah. And uh, we were all in the same area all the time. You know, if I weren't playing goal, I was out. You know, even on even on Friday mornings at Ashton Gate when I was a kid, you know on the staff, um, they'd have first two games of reserves, and afterwards they'd have shooting. And more often than not, I was taking shots at. John Shaw, Serge, and Cash, you know, left foot, right foot, it just, just seemed, it was just natural for me. Mm. You know, when I was at school, I played rugby as well, I loved, loved playing rugby at school, and you know, I played at fullback, and kicking right foot, left foot, taking conversions, all sorts of stuff, do you know what I mean? So it was just, just natural. Going back to your dad, Ray, he was a football man through and through as well, wasn't he? I mean, he, loved, he loved it. He's I can remember him as a kid, Dave, he'd come watch it, Bristol Boys and stuff like that. But And he was funny, wasn't he? But consider, he was <laughs> such a wicked sense of uh, the, the thing was, he was he was really quiet in a, in a crowd. Yeah. And like, he, bear in mind, he never drove. No. So he would catch the bus, he would walk. Yeah. He'd get lifts now and again. And I'd say to him, you come to so and so? No. And the next time, no, he's in a crowd. You know? and Or he. He just toddled off, watch a game on his own. But you know, even as a youngster, I was I used to badger him all the time about going to football with him. And he used to take me city rovers religiously, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, you know, non-stop, never missed anything. But he had a good sense of humour, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I told this story dry before. Sense of humor, dry, right? very dry. We were, we were fries watching the summer tournament. And he stood there. And he was telling how many brothers and sisters he had? 13. 13. Right, one of 13. One of 13 he was. And he said, they, he said, my, um, he said my dad died, he said, um, <laughs> picking the beans in the garden. I said, what? He said, yeah, he, he, he killed over and died picking some runner beans in the garden. I said, my man, one of 13 he was. I said, what do your mum do? She went, show him a tin of peas. <laughs> I just slightly thought, oh, Ray, that's a classic. The, the fun thing about him was, obviously, our, our mate, my brother, is the wise cracking all the time. And the one thing I do miss about my dad, if I could bottle it, would be for the three of us to be in a room, I might to crack a joke, and I'd wait for it. All of a sudden, I'd have just burst out laughing. Yeah. His laugh was so infectious, I'd be in yeah. tears. Yeah. And if I could just release that out of a bottle every now and again, yeah. honestly, it, it would be... I mean, I've, I've played football with Mike. He's a good player, Mike, when he came down nails with us for a few seasons. Brilliant lad, Mike, funny. And again, I like the fact that 
everyone calls him Chaz and you know why they call him Chaz? Because he's Dave's brother. Chaz and Dave. No, I think that's brilliant. You wouldn't even put that together, would you? But I've never, I've never known a story behind that. Yeah, Chaz and Dave. He said, what? Chaz and Dave's brother, Chaz and but Dave. But we, see, when he was younger, he had Spike here. So me and our dad always called him Spike. And that's yeah. how we always called him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people call him so, Spike, but he's Chaz. All, all three of us have been lucky with our parents, haven't we, and, and the way they've supported us and you know, yeah. throughout our football careers. And we, we spoke earlier about, you know, before we come on air, you know, about getting time off work and all that. You know, we, we were so, so lucky back in the day. You just said Dave, weren't you? Yeah, you couldn't I had three I had three great great bosses prior to you know Go careful, you don't want to lose your job at the moment. No, no, no. <laughs> I had three great bosses. Um First job I had was up at Glenside Hospital. Um, that was a doctor? Yeah, a surgeon. <laughs> Did you just leave because you never had the patients? <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously when I was at Bath, I met a guy called Graham Abbott, who still goes now yeah. to watch Bath. He used to be a production manager of uh, Herman Miller, um, office furniture company. He offered me a job. Yeah. Got Went there and worked for seven years and then went to another place, Good Morning Foods, where you know, it's not often you go to a job interview, is it? And the first question you get asked is, just how much time do you need off for football? And that was the first thing, that's the first question you ever asked me. Yeah. And I worked for him 21 years. You know, never a problem. Yeah. You struggle now though, wouldn't you? I mean, the... It's just day. a different, it's just a different world. And, you know, um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah. No, it's, it is difficult and it has changed. Right, so, you um, pinch my record of Bath City appearances. I know that grates you a little bit, or used to. <laughs> Not at all, mate. Not at all. Well, well is it, can you name every game you played, Dave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. you start now? If I'm truthful. No, Bradley's asleep. <laughs> if I'm truthful, like Jim, Jim Rowland got pretty close, didn't he? Yeah. Bath, you know, and I kept looking over my shoulder thinking, come on, Jim. Well, I took it from Tony Goff. Yeah. And, and then you took it from me. And the funny thing is, when we were kids at Ashton Gate, we used to play in the Bathroom District League or whatever, and Goffey used to play with us. Yeah. And, you know, again, great education, playing with somebody like him, you know, a born winner. Oh, and, and Tabs, wasn't it? Yeah, and Tabs. Tabs. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. a great, yeah. great leg as well. Nobody messed with Tabs. No, no one messed with him, blame me. Uh, go, going back, when, that was the season I joined after they just won the Southern League, and that what a team that was. You know, you had Richard Bourne, the two Rogerses, Jimmy Jenkins, Martin Wheeler, Paul Gover, Gover Richard yeah. Bourne, Kim Book. I played against them. Somerset yeah. Cup final as a 16 year old for the city. Yeah. And Bath. They beat us 2 1. Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah. They were a good team. They should, they should have gone into the Football League that year. They should have done. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, everybody knows. What is happening now should have happened years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you left Bath. Yeah, did Gloucester? I got injured. I got injured. I, did, I damaged my shoulder. I was out for a month. Um, Bobby Jones signed Len Bond, and I went in to see him when I was fit, and basically said, "What's the crap then?" You know, I played five years non-stop virtually, and Bob said, "Bob's words were." Um, well, Len will carry on playing unless he gets injured or he loses form. And I said, well, it's taking no chance for us now. You know, you're at that stage, you think you've established yourself as a, 
you know, a bit of a player, and um, your pride takes over. I wasn't prepared to play in the reserves, and um, it ended in Am for a few few weeks about going to Cheltenham. I, I went away with on loan first, um, as you well know, I lived in Mid Summer North, so it was only an hour down the road. And um, f- unfortunately, f- the five games that I signed for, um, I only played one, that was Kidminster away, because the four home games all got rained off. And they had the likes of Sean Till, Tony Agar, Steve Claridge playing for them there. You know, a real good side. And, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed it going there. But um, Stuart Morgan was pretty, I mean, Bob was talking about 25 grand to go there for them to buy me. And Stuart Morgan said, they, j- they just sold Peter Guffrey to Tottenham for 100 grand. And we'll be playing against yeah. him for Blythe. You know, I you know, didn't think he was all that bad, to be honest. And um, Stuart said, I'm not paying 25 grand for So How old was you then, Dave? Um, 25, 26. Oh, not that age then. And um, I eventually went to Cheltenham for John Murphy. We played for John Murphy. Um, and to be honest, I regret it because I never settled. Um, it was very inconsistent. Uh, be fair, Who was your competition at Cheltenham? Um, Alan Churchward. Yeah, well, he, he played for Bath as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Churchy was there. Yeah. And it's a difficult position. Then, I, was, I was very yeah. naive. I was very naive because Murph offered me this deal and I didn't get it in writing. It was a verbal agreement and he stitched me up over it. <laughs> and um, I wasn't very happy. And to be fair, when Murph, I can't remember when he designed, you got a sack. Jim Barron took over, and Jim had been obviously in the pro game all his life. Uh, was a hybrid assistant to Ron Atkinson at Aston Villa, and uh, Jim called me one night. So I understand you got a problem with the club, and I said, "Yeah." And I explained the reasons why, and he could have wiped his hands of it. I got the money I was owed because Jim believed me, mm. you know. And fair play to him. And I wanted to reward him for that, but I was still, for some reason, inconsistent. Um, one special memory though was he took me, he used to train the goalkeepers at Everham. Yeah. And he took me up to Everham one day, your club. Mm. And I trained, there was nine of us. And it was Southall, Mick Stowell, a lad called Jason Curtin, Eric Nixon was a Chandler at the time. And in total, there was nine of us. And we trained for two hours non stop. I gotta say, like Mick Stowell and that and, and Southall were, were brilliant. Southall was unbelievable to watch somebody some cool one of the all-time greats at work mm-hmm. was amazing. And what's amazing is he's managed to keep the weight off since he stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. Oh, oh God. But it, honestly, it was a, it was a real eye-opener. Yeah. You know, I was so ingrained in non-league then, at the time I thought, well, if that's what it takes to be the best artery in the world, because he was around at that time, and fair play to me because well, that would have been mid eighties. I am nowhere near that level at all. It was he was awesome. I can't explain to you. What Is that mid eighties, Dave? When they yeah. were like the peak there, probably the eighties. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, spell, um, uh, then Brian came in for me. Brian Godfrey came in for me at Gloucester. So I had literally two years at Cheltenham. Um, I signed again. I went to Cheltenham for ten grand, which I believe was a normally record at the time. And then went to Gloucester for two and a half, and John Shaw was just retiring. Really, they'd just been promoted, and um, I went to Gloucester, and you know the club. It was terrific. The club was, 
very well run. Brian was a great manager. Pitch was immaculate, wasn't it? Because you went out there as well yeah. and played. Um, you know, I, it was just a really, you know, yeah, the likes of Bunter and Stixie and Graham Willie came and Ricky played, um, Brian Hughes, Ray Barristock, yeah. you know, Mops was there. You know, so it was a mix of Swindon, Bristol. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a terrific club to be at. You mentioned John Shaw, now he's a character as well. Sarge. Sarge is really, really, I've seen him once since he left at a garden centre up in Leacock. I've not seen him since. What a, what, you know, for a guy that lost all his hair for some nervous complaint, honestly, what a wicked sense of humor. Uh, about when he ran out the tunnel, he, he drew, he's bald and he drew the eyes on the nose on the back of his head and ran out backwards. Just yeah. a, <laughs> such a funny, funny, brilliant, honestly. Yeah, he's brilliant, funny. I, he lives not far from me, but I haven't seen him for years and years. I'd like to, because like you said, great sense of humour, great, great goalkeeper. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, great times. You mentioned previously um, a story about the Stoke City game and your mate. Well, there's a couple of stories I can tell you about the cage fighter. Um, <laughs> the cage fighter being, you know, <laughs> Brad Dix. Yeah, you know, um, it's not cage fighting. It's not cage fighting. That's what he said. Yeah, they have got a cage. Well, he's selling tickets. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Stoke City game stands out to, to mind because the build-up to it... FA Cup for third round. FA Cup third round, Stoke City away. And the build-up to it was all about Grant. <laughs> he'd been on Football Focus. He'd been on Sky, driving his forklift around the yard that he used to work in. And there was a full-page spread on the sun. Every paper in the world were reading about Daily Mail did a bit, the son did a full middle page thing of this and is it really related like to brother of Julian? That's the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are the reasons? The, the build up the build up on the night. The build up on the night was um, we went bowling didn't we? Yeah. And um, we had a couple of beers and we got back to the hotel. It was about twenty to one on the on the morning of the game. And um, so we all went back to our room and uh, he was so hyper and I'm not kidding. It must have been one o'clock before we went to bed, three o'clock, all the lights went on in the room. I said, what are you doing? I said, is the Queen Mary docking or something? <laughs> so anyway, he goes out of the way, goes back to bed. Anyway, first thing in the morning, must be seven o'clock, he's up. He's out of the room, he's getting all the papers, isn't he? There's stories about how him and Julian used to fight and he threw him down the stairs and he hit his head on a radiator when he was a kid. And this full page of the sun is a picture of the pair of them. And it's, the headline is, The Abused Brothers. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he said, read that, read that. He brings it, chucks it on the bed. Read that. So I read it and I'm laughing. And he went, what do you think? What do you think? I went, they stitched you right up here, mate. And he went, if you can read that, you'll play me. You'll play me. <laughs> I went, just calm down. I said, everything will be fine. But the, there was a piece in there which said, like, he lived down by the Ellen Chicken at the time, and uh, the bloke said, your brother has um, got a punch bag in his garage to take out his aggression. He said, um, have you got one? He went, no. He said, why not? He said, I ain't got a garage. <laughs> and that was in the paper, right? And I am crying. I am crying. <laughs> 
So anyway, I said to him, look, calm down. We're going over breakfast in a minute. Just pretend nothing's happened. Just go in quietly and So we walk down the stairs. Everybody's practically down there. And he walks straight in and he goes, see the papers? See the papers? And I'm thinking, what a waste of time that was. Anyway, everybody's trying to calm down. We go back to the room. But if you remember also, Football Italia was on at that time with Gascoigne. Yeah. And um, so he was so busy. So I went, we went back to the room. I just started radio on. Just let on the bed, chilling out. Next thing I know, <laughs> open the door. Where have you got a football on? I said, what football? Gascoigne's on. <laughs> so like, I mean, you're like, well, turn it on then. So he turns it on. It's on two minutes. He's gone again. So I turned it off, put the radio back on. <laughs> With that, 10 to 12, I mean 12 o'clock football focus, come on. <laughs> Why are you going to football on? Why are we turn the telly on? I said, because you went off with the lads playing cards and that. Turn the telly on! That's the polite version. So anyway, we've turned it on, on he comes, forklift driving, <laughs> baseball cap. I'm thinking, here we go. I mean, you going to be all right for the game or what? So anyway, we go to the game and me and Trig, this used to happen a lot, me and Trig looking across the change room, your name in the side, right? Grant's like that, M mouth wide open. Me and Trig are looking going, and he's like, transfer, anyway, name the side. We played the game, we did great, didn't we? We drew 0 now. Grant had a very good game, never kicked anybody. <laughs> You know, we were a little bit unfortunate not to win. We had the one chance. And the funny thing is, I bumped into Joe Jordan many years later down at Ashton Gate. He sat next to me, scouting for somebody. And um, Armite knew him because he used to deliver his post up in Clifton. I said to Joe, I said, um, when you were a manager of Stoga, playing in goal for Bath in the FA Cup. And even to this day, he, looked, he went, you had that one chance, didn't you? Yeah. He said, we thought we were out. Who missed it? Paul Adcock and he went Amber doing the replay and that was it and that was the end of the conversation <laughs> yeah we did, after after the game Joe Joe didn't speak you know we'd done the press and, the, and he, Joe didn't even speak and he was fuming or I take it he was fuming and uh, yeah they come down to our place and give us a good idea didn't they yeah they did they yeah. did a real proper job Nicky, Nicky Brooks was special that day as well Brooksy was a terrific player. If he if he could stay fit, he was you know because he was. I want to say it? He was too brave for his own good at times. Yeah. Wasn't he? he used to just chuck his whole body into every challenge. But you know, we talk spoke about Dave Singleton earlier about him making the most of his attributes. And Nicky was exactly the same. Yeah, he was great. Player. And we we we'd obviously watched Stoke and we got into Man Mark uh, Toddy Toddy Yeah, it was an Icelandic. Icelandic person, and, wasn't he? I can't even pronounce it. Let alone. Yeah. Say it. Pick the number 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we nicknamed Tony afterwards, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Good times. So, what are you up to now? Obviously, do you go watch the same? I go, I've been, I've been lucky that, you know, for the last few years, um, I've been going down to City Ground, the clubs to look after me for tickets and stuff. And, um, <sighs> I haven't been down there for donkey's years. My ex-boss took me down once. They, they played Blackburn. Um, they lost 5-3. I really enjoyed it. Danny Murphy played central midfield for Blackburn. Jordan Rose played up front. Scored a hat-trick. 
Danny Murphy was like different gravy. I really enjoyed the game. And I thought, oh, I'll have some more of this then. And ever since, um, through Paul Cheesley, really. Paul Cheesley said, contact the club and they'll sort it out. And to be fair, they have done. Yeah, that's nice. So I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. You went into management. Yeah. Um, the first taste of management was obviously the friendship on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. Um, I used to go out there, we used to go out there and drink, didn't we? Um, yeah. It was a frustration of mine that some really talented lads just for some reason were not getting out of football what they should have done. And uh, they just, I just, I fancied it. And obviously, as we, we improve, we've signed better players. I mean, you and Palmer's played, um, Brooksy played from now and again. Um, but, you know, we, it was a, it was a challenge Obviously, Owen ran Lebec, and they were, you know, they were well, well oiled machine, weren't they, for years? Yeah. It was a, it was a challenge to challenge them. Yeah, we do well out of that, out of that side. We <coughs> right, took took a couple of bath, Jimmy Rain, Donald Forbes. Don Forbes. I mean, they, Don Forbes went from playing for I think Avis St Phillips, I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To a cup, you know, FA Trophy final, playing with Forest Green and. Did terrific for that. It just proves you, you've got to be given that chance, haven't you? Sometimes yeah. you've just got to be a little bit lucky in the right place at the right time. And you know, you know, you signed from Robston, you know, yeah. I signed from Clanton, and you know, <clears throat> and people like uh, Darling um, Ringy, you know, they, yeah, yeah, they were, they were great players. Grant as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you just need somebody to take a chance on you and believe in you, and you know. As you just hit the nail on the head with Grant, obviously somebody nobody would touch him, and you know you took a chance on him, and he he still says to this day is the best seven years of his life. And we said yeah. that on the podcast he came in. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So give us one more story, Maggie. Not about Grantley's, about somebody else. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is what if I can tell you one story about Grant, but. There's Graham Withy. Graham Withy became, I played with him at Bath, at Western and Gloucester and he, you know, he was a great Saturday night drinking partner for me. And we were in Mauritania one night um, and I got my back to the door and if you remember Mark Irvin, yeah. Irv used to be part of the squad and if you ever spoke to him, he, was, he had a bit of a twitch didn't he? Yeah. He used to go like that. And I got my back to the door and <laughs> things looking straight at the door. And the door went open, and he went, here he comes then, Jack Douglas. If you remember Jack Douglas from the Carry On film, I thought, what's he talking about? I turned around and seen Urs walking in, and I was falling about all over the floor. Honestly, it was just a one-liner, and that was what, that sums up Sting, really. He was, he was just brutal sometimes with his stick, mate. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he's had, he's had one or two little mentions on here, haven't he? He has, yeah. yeah. And obviously we used to go and watch him from time to time when he used to play in the band. Yeah. You know, that was always a good night out for us all, wasn't it? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a pity he's a bit of a recluse now. He hasn't, yeah, he just hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, he is sting is sting. And, mm. um, yeah. But good footballer and, and like you say, good mate and um, good on the old social side. Mm. Definitely, um, you know, doing the corner street strut and everything else on a Saturday night when we got back. Well, little do we know that obviously 
you would like maybe you did and obviously what Lloyd used to do yeah um, and obviously because the queue could be 200 people in it can it and we'd just just go to the front and Lloyd would go how many and we'd image yeah. image this, this is Lloyd Russell who, who works for Sport and Chance Project at this present moment in time he, he was a doorman uh, but has been a mentor and life skills coach for a number of years uh, karate represented Great Britain at the Olympics um, yeah, but a real nice human being. And so, I don't know about you, but there have been so many people over the years that have come up, I've been in conversation with them, say about the Bath team, the spirit, that they felt that we were, it was like, um, they couldn't get involved with us because it... What, a click? Or, yeah, they said it was really clicky. But then when they got to know us, mm. and I've been, people have said to me, Actually, we got to know you. you. You were fine. There was not, you know, there was no problem at all. And I never quite understood that. Maybe because I was in that inner bubble. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know whether they said the same things to you. Yeah, I heard that a few times. But you know, that's that's been mentioned to me so many times. But we were a very very tight knit yeah. group of people who, who stuck together. Yeah. You know. T talk to me about Yeet. I took over there. I, t I took over there at a very difficult time. I think Richard Thompson had a lot of success. Yeah. Um, first of all, can I recap and go go to Helen as well, because I rang Sean Bond, who'd been manager there before. I did a little bit of homework on the club, and I didn't know anything about the club other than Sean said, "If you can get on with Francis Fairman, who was the chairman, but not the chairman in name, he said, then you'll be fine." I gotta say that the. The people on the committee there were absolutely brilliant to me. They were great to work for. I had a great time down there. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Francis Fairman got on with like a house on fire. And you know, after a couple of years there, I, you know, Tomo had got the second yeah, And he'd had a lot of success there, but for some reason, behind the scenes, I don't think he was getting on too great with one or two people. And when I went there, obviously the established players, they were really close to him. Like Paul Chenoweth, Lee Jeffries, um, people of that ilk and ability who played really well for him. And they were adamant that he'd been stitched up. And so they weren't going to stay. And so it was a bit of a rebuild. I signed a few really good lads, um, local lads who were just coming out of probably your academy, Scotty Thomas being one that you know very well. The one downside of it is we never scored enough goals to win games. You know, there was times when we dominate teams and we'd still be 0-0 or we'd lose a game 1-0 when we should have picked up a point or should have. You know, we just never, but behind the scenes it was very difficult. You know, there was some great people there, Pete Crowley, um, Roger Hawkins, one or two others. And then you had, you know, people that were in my opinion yeah. sticking a knife in your back and obviously the cloud of Tomo what he'd achieved previously um, was still there and that was down to Rich Rich had done really well there and you know Rich whenever I went and watch games or whenever I see Rich you know was never an issue but he obviously he had a problem with the club at the time yeah. um, and I found it was a very difficult very difficult for me, club to manage. Yeah. There was, you know, even some of the players thought they were better than what they were. Yeah, I think sometimes you get that when you go to a club, don't you? And we've spoke about management, haven't we, David? Mm. 
you know, it, it, it's a lonely job sometimes, and it's a difficult job, you know, and you, you're managing egos, and we've even, even spoke about managing egos now, and this, to, the modern day player is, is even harder. Mm. Right, we're going to wrap up. Dave Mock, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for joining in. Painter. Yeah, nice to see you more games. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, you got anything to finish off, kid? Uh, no, not really, I think he's... Can I just tell you one last story about the case? <laughs> he was playing for Newport, and I'm playing for Weston in the FA Cup. Who's we this, Bradley? Yeah, and we got, drawn, <laughs> we got drawn against each other. Right? So I said to him, and Danny Hunt was playing as well. Shutter was playing for Newport at the same time. So I said to him, right, I said, I'll meet you, because I'm not sure where the ground is, so we can all travel over together. So he says, yeah, right. So anyway, we go over there, bit of banter all the way over. I swear to you, we got to the car park, we got our kit bags out, we never spoke again. We walked to the changing rooms, and obviously we all had our pre-match thing, and their changing room was to the right of the tunnel, or the way changing room was straight out to the tunnel. So anyway, I go out for my warm-up, and by this time, he's walking up. He's already done his warm-up. Got his rolled up, got Vaseline around his eyes. <laughs> steaming <laughs> right we pass each other in the tunnel never even gl- I glanced at him he never even looked at me right so <laughs> anyway had a few Welsh lads playing for us that Rep John Relish who was another great manager I worked under and um, so the bell goes and all the, they're chomping it a bit to get out I go look the bell needs to go twice before you go out and I opened the door about that much and you can hear their studs walking down the time and he's in the front because he's captain isn't he <laughs> like desperate damn and he's like that so anyway the second bell goes I went come on in and I've got the door closed now so I go out and as I walk out I was always pretty quiet in the in the tunnel I don't know why I done it I went right then let's fire into these Welsh bastards none of them bit <laughs> we ended up we drew the game nil nil replay was at Western if there was 900 people in there, 850 of them were Newport supporters, right? <laughs> and so you imagine what it was like. So anyway, after the game, go in the bar. We battered you! We battered you! What was the score? We beat us 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We're finished on that. Thanks again, Dave. Yeah, nice to see you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problems. It's a pleasure. Take care.